five, four, three, two, one. You already know who it is, Punkadella Files. Severus Hip, Macy Yeh, Fortin Scorsese, Crap Brannigan, Osama Bin Smokin', Jason Porn, and let's get Punkadelic. Yo, we are back for 2022. This is the first one that's getting recorded. It's the 3rd of March, so if this takes till April to come out, you can all fucking insult me. Um, yeah, you know, we, uh, unfortunately had to take a bit of a hiatus, you know, partly my fault, partly the fault of me getting hit by a bus walking at work four and a half weeks ago, so apologies for the break, but that is a true story, and that is, as excuses go, fucking bulletproof, right? Well... Woe betide anybody that tries to tell me that it's not over the next six months, let me tell you. Now, I, I, also, that is like, that is a story that I'm contemplating telling properly on the podcast some week. But I just honestly don't know if it's funny enough. Like, it's just, I can explain what happened in terms of the accident in two seconds. And then all the stuff that's like of interest to me the process and talk about is like the recovery and how I felt after it and I just don't see that being entertaining at all so uh gotta have a long hard think about that one um would love to tell you the story properly but like not if it's not good you know what I mean so absolutely not I would never do that to you guys and um yeah as I say sorry for the break it's been like two months but like just got two there's been two episodes posted this year that were recorded just before Christmas. So, um, dude, if you want to hear an episode of Punkadelic Podcast where I am as high as a horse's ass, go back to the one before this one. Um, it's titled The Podcast That Made Me Want to Get Involved. You know what? I spent ages on that title too. Really, really fucking put a lot of work into that one. Um, but yeah, chronologically speaking, go back one and... For the first, what's the episode even about? Like, for the first while, I just, like, it's mental. I remember being there recording it and just having a memory like a fucking goldfish at the time, like a sieve, forgetting where I was and what I was talking about over and over, just absolutely lost in the sauce. And to be honest, today is not too far behind. And that is, right, hang on. I've done this again. I've gotten super high and then I've made a mental note to rearrange some of the next few things to talk about on the show here so that it makes sense. And I've completely forgotten that note. Hang on a second. Okay, so, couple of items of business. Two announcements. Big fucking massive announcements with fucking bells hanging off them, as Father Ted Crilly would say. The first one is the fact that I am announcing an announcement. It has to be locked in, but it's something big about the future of this podcast. And 
I'm announcing that I will be announcing that soon. So, as ever, if you see me in the street, you can ask me about it. And if I haven't done anything about it in six months, you can spit at my toe. So, there you go. The second announcement. Dude, Punkadelic Podcast finally hit 1,000 players. Uh, I think it happened yesterday or like during the night between going to sleep and getting up. So, early morning Canadian time on the 2nd of March. Very early morning, like three or four maybe. So that was somebody's evening at home in Ireland probably. And so it's just like, like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like a thousand plays because maybe what that might mean is that there's 300 plays because, you know, people just press the play button, you know, and it's every time the play button's pressed. But I can't get a fucking concrete answer um, from the internet or Reddit about what Spotify, because it is Spotify ultimately, classifies as a play. But either way, it's been the only metric that's been going up of the show. It's like the play counts are going up, but the listener counts are going down. So less of you are listening to more of the podcast. So shout out to the hardcores. We fucking did it. Like I said, the goal was to get to a thousand plays or 52 episodes within the first 12 months. And all right, yeah, move the goalposts a little bit. Well, we did it within 13 Including the fact that I got hit by a fucking bus. Which is an excuse that is going to come up regularly from now on. So get used to it, okay? Bulletproof. But like, we did it. We hit a thousand plays. There's obviously regular listeners to the show. Or, I don't know, the graphs and all. Like, It's a strange analytical tale in there. But they're all the play count is always going up at a base rate. So people are playing it. And I don't think it counts like... I honestly don't think it is just... Oh, somebody presses play listens for 10 seconds and fucks off. And they count that as a play. I don't believe it's that simple. I think you have to listen to a percentage of the show. Certainly this metric is in play on other uh, social apps. Like I think it's YouTube. That's how they count their plays. So not sure if it's industry standard or what the deal is. But either way... Feels like a milestone when you're... a uh, fledgling media operation like this you got to celebrate the small wins so that's all we're doing so to celebrate i've gotten stupidly stoned for this episode let me give you the full rundown so we've got a blunt rolled in watermelon wraps with a glass piece in it and about a gram and a half of tom ford pink kush so why it's called tom ford's pink kush i don't know but it it's fucking working baby and I've also got a fucking dab pen here because somewhere along the line there, I just realized, I'm like, I live in Canada. All this stuff is available to play with. And not that it's free of charge, I was going to say, but it's like street legal. So, like, let's get involved. Let's get out amongst it. So, dab pen on play here tonight with fucking rosin in it, which is 65% THC. So, if this episode starts to meander a bit, okay, my apologies. But remember, I was hit by a bus. So, there is that. Um, so there you go, two announcements. I'm announcing that there's going to be an announcement and I'm also announcing that we hit a thousand fucking listens at long last. Thanks very much to everyone that listens. I used to do this every single week, but somewhere along the line I just clean forgot about it. I don't know if people like it or if it turns them off. If it cuts through the punkadelic personality, but whatever. Thanks for listening if you ever have. Do appreciate it. And uh, it, this is only going to get stupider in 2022. I, I, I promise. What are we doing here tonight? So... Until the announcement then 
Kore also announced that I'm heck even like how I thought that I would have had time to do this already or the willpower, but you know, I was hit by a bus, so you know. Um until we have our announcements made and things going on, what about a Reddit for this podcast? Would that be the best platform for people to interact with it? Because it's free to sign up, it's like a public forum, but there are also live stream capabilities and obviously you can post pictures, post links, blah blah blah, do all that stuff. I don't know, but it's also like not absolutely everybody has Reddit, of course, it'd be yet another thing I'm asking people to go out and get, but as a primary means of staying in touch with Punkadelic Podcast. Also, but it could be the best way because you could cross post things in there from like that's insane um or like, you know, nature is metal or whatever, and I'll just fucking talk about it on the show. So don't know, but given it heavy, heavy consideration, please get in touch if you have any ideas always always like we are open to ideas here there is a facility in the episode bio every time on spotify where you can send a voice message to the show please if you want to do that do that you can tell me if you want me to include it in the show or not i have the option to do that you don't have to be included if you don't want to that'll be fine um also big time here now on oh yeah and excuse me before we move on you can send voice messages via spotify and you can also get at us at punkadelic podcast on instagram I don't post a whole pile of stuff over there just when we have new episodes. I'm blue in the face saying it like I didn't get into the game to run a fucking burner Instagram account where I'm posting pretty pictures all the damn time. Okay, I got in it to get better at podcasting. So that's where we're at. If you want to shoot questions off there, you want to suggest topics, you want to say do an episode about this, you fat cunt, do whatever. Like that's it. Get get it coming. This can be a two-way street if you want it to be. So I'm open. I do have ideas out the ass for the next while, but I'm not saying I'm not going to, you know, take things on board either. So that's it. At Punkadelic Podcast on Instagram if you need to get out the show um, or send in a voice message. And I'll happily include it if you do want to be that dickhead. That's absolutely fine. You can you can say whatever you want about me and I'll put it in the show if that's what you so wish. So please get involved if necessary. Um, and crucially now on spotify you can rate podcasts out of five so we'll really appreciate it if you could go and give old punkadelic five stars and also just like any phones that you see lying around of other people it's just like pick them up open it up have a couple of goes at the password don't worry about it you're a smart cookie you'll get there probably in one or two and um you know if you hold it at the right angle you can see the fucking swipe pattern from their dirty fingers anyway so um and just go in there and just rate Punkadelic 5 out of 5 and fucking subscribe to it and leave it back. Don't do anything else. Um, but definitely, definitely, if we could get a few ratings going, that would be fucking top notch, I believe. Um, not that it really matters because like, I'm just going to keep fucking doing this either way. So I don't know. But there you go. We've got announcements to make. We hit a thousand views. We're thinking about getting a Reddit. And um, also, please rate us five stars. So, see, that saying that out loud, it's like, holy shit, that feels like a real podcast. That feels like something we should do. So, yeah, so fucking subscribe to it. Don't forget, it's on Spotify and Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts, there's, um, there's no difference really in the functionality, but it's just, it's up to you. Also, to celebrate getting 1,000 views, as I say, it was obviously just bought a bunch of fucking smoking toys and other smoking accessories that we'll get we'll get to we'll talk about them later on as you know the logo the picture that you see there for punkadelic podcast is a sticker canvas that i created here in the house last year and so just to let you know that for 2022 we are creating a new sticker canvas so you're going to see that debut now we're not updating the logo okay this is just a different one we're going to leave space in the middle white space so that i can put 
handwrite notes put that on there and put that up on our socials because socials uh, algorithm favors uh, things that you've created yourself not that they'll know that i drew it but it just gives me an excuse to fucking use my good camera and stuff and it's just like that'll be our aesthetic we'll go for it we'll add vhs filters or glitch or sticker bomb aesthetic to it somehow okay those are the buzzwords for punkadelic branding if anybody wants to help me get a branding manual done for the show that's it sticker canvas gonna be debuting on instagram uh tonight the whole idea is i'm just gonna get like fucking a quarter ounce of weed ground up and write 1000 on it and uh, get that maybe my bong and a couple of just different things and like leave some buds lying around it as well and uh, just like have a big fucking canvas covered in stickers and fucking the number 1000 in weed and just the just the celebration of everything punkadelic you know yourselves guys so oh yeah can i also just say like i am going through so there's some <laughs> ironically having said all of that about how good it's going and the plans and all the rest of it i am running into what i believe is an equipment malfunction at long last um i think the mic or the xlr cable that i have here are finally giving up the goose and you could hear that in walloper watch of last week's episode and i do apologize i did my very best about that in the edit but it's not possible to take it out when it's already the buzzing it's like and it's underneath my voice already it's like so it's an awkward one to try and cut out because it's very very obvious where it has been cut out and it makes for a choppy listening experience so i did what i could with that to to even it out but i'm sort of just at the mercy of it um now tonight i've sat down and it's doing the recorder's doing weird things that it's never done on me before like it's registering the sound as like three times as loud even though i've got the gain turned right down to like zero so not sure what part of the what link in the chain is letting me down here but um i've got backup methods if needs be and it's possible that this will all be salvageable in the edit if this isn't salvageable i'll fucking hang myself because this is a celebration this is our thousand plays fucking episode this is our first episode of 2022 this is a new year it's a new season when i move it on to season two i'm always looking at that box when i upload it and it's like season number and it's, i'm always just like one but like i always just thought i'd get to 52 and then swap over but i guess it's arbitrary it doesn't fucking matter so look apologies if the sound quality is cake on this one we'll do what we can to move forward with this I think the sound quality is pretty good around here um you know by and large so don't think you have a lot to complain about there on that front usually so thank you so don't forget rate the fucking show five stars i got hit by a fucking bus okay now oh yeah also like, what the fuck do you want from this podcast this year? Like, for reals, has there been something you've enjoyed particularly so far? Give me a shout, drop a line to our Punkadelic podcast and tell me, and I'll do more of that. Or I'll cut something out, or whatever. Do you like it when it's just an episode of just all Walloper Watch? Do you like it when we watch porn together? That's always a fun one. Do you like it when I sit and watch trailers on my phone here and sort of breathe into the microphone and shout a comment out every 30 seconds like what the things the classic punkadelic things whatever they are let me know because i don't know i i have a wildly different perspective on it than you lot so that's it open the feedback let's go 
Okay, very quickly, as a rule, you know, we try to keep a positive around here on unless we're fucking laughing at wallopers. But so there will be no mention of war, hopefully. If we can try and just avoid that altogether, I'll be very happy. Let this be a fucking escape, not a fucking walk down fucking Main Street, Keith. See that there, Keith? I've been watching the news, I get it. Um, But just because I just read the wildest tweet right here, so it's like, this is some dystopian shit. You can watch a live stream mechanized battle in a nuclear power facility and monitor the radiation levels at the same time and get play-by-play expert commentary all from home. I'm just like, damn, I'm sitting recording a fucking podcast and I could be watching this, like, so this is what's going on. Um, The plant spokesman says, Russian troops have begun shelling Europe's largest nuclear power station in Ukraine. Here's a live feed of the attack. Dude, this is fucking wild. Will we have a look at this? their sound or the robots is that what they mean mechanized come on it's buffering real slow it'll be worth it though right maybe I could get it up on the computer here also says it's live But it just will not buffer. And everything's in Russian and or Ukrainian. Not quite sure the difference there. In like I'm not personally. I know there is a difference. Obviously. Oh the UFC press conference is going on as well. Okay well. I'm streaming it on the TV now. And we'll just keep a fucking eye on that there. As we're moving on here. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not really sure what I'm looking at here. Okay, well, I could be mistaken, but it seems like not a lot is going on in the nuclear power station battle right now. But we'll keep it on in the background here for shit's on. So, what we like to talk about sometimes on this show, and I should, I should design a fucking buzzer about this, like a fucking drop to play in the middle of it. Two things I'm considering creating jingles for. Uh, or whenever I forget what I'm talking about so I can put a sting in the show so that you'll know that it happened even though you usually cut those bits out in the edit and uh, also one for like for great joints now we've talked about this concept on here before I don't mean like a good joint at the end of the day I mean one of those great joints which is let's see how shall we put this situationally perfect does that make sense so like on a beach in Tofino by yourself in the dark listening to Megabrain on your iPod Classic. I put that up there. Oh yeah, while well, heavily tripping on mushrooms. Uh, I put that one up there. Um, and so, dude, when I got back to Canada after being in Ireland for a week at Christmas, for nine long days, excuse me, and getting back here to legal weed, it was just like, oh my God, it was like, you know, hand fitting back in the glove. But whenever I, I obviously the first day that I had, first day that I was back, I was working from home, not really much doing, you know, and um, so I wasn't really smoking that much, and so then we 
we had like a half day in work or a bunch of us just fucking left early or I'm not really sure what the fucking deal was here. But either way, it felt like blowing town super early. And uh, so I just I had a fucking, I had a half of the joint that I'd rolled the night before just sitting there. But got outside right before we were just about to leave work early for the day to fucking get off, clock off for New Year's Eve weekend. And maybe it was New Year's Eve that night, not even entirely sure. And um sun was splitting the skies, freezing obviously in Vancouver, but uh sun was out and you know, can't always say that. So finished my joint for the night before and I'm just in my mate's car having a crack, having a serious crack too, I don't know what the fuck we were talking about. Coming over the bridge the Iron Workers Bridge too, like fucking big fucking scenic bridge, tons the fucking jaw out of it. And just being absolutely obliterated. Like that fucking, with that small tolerance break that provided me, that Ireland provided me with, fucking hell, coming back over here to the legal scene is just like, it's it's just not even the same sport anymore. It's not fur. Like what about yesterday? I was uh, I was going to order an ounce to get delivered to the house for $100. Okay. <laughs> and... I know that's wild. That's wild enough in and of itself. But I was like, I just I chanced my arm too. I was like, listen, I bought a fucking dab pen off you there a while ago, and I didn't swear at them. I was very very nice about this. I was like, and um, it didn't work. You know, it wasn't a mechanical or an electronic problem because it let me vape it, but it took me absolutely nowhere. And it's supposed to have sixty five percent THC rosin in it, so you know I don't care. Like I would love to get credit or replacement of it, but or a refund but you know whatever i'm just letting you guys know in case it's a bad batch so phrase it that way and then i was ordering an ounce then two separate th- two totally different things like and then uh, the guy that was texting me to confirm my order was like heard about your vape pen um were you able to send us a picture of it and i was like yeah no worries send a picture over now and um then no questions asked nothing even said it was just a brand new fucking rosin vape pen in with delivery when the weed arrived so shout out cheap dabs dot express vancouver premier weed delivery service as far as i'm concerned so there we go that first joint back in vancouver just back on the scene and then just knowing like oh god so we're just gonna be doing this all night let's fucking go and then christmas day of last year 2021 then just one of those so i was home situationally perfect as i say just back home for the first time in Three and a half years since I moved to Canada, I was scheduled to go home for a big visit, but then fucking COVID hit. So just got to three and a half years then between different problems without a visa and whatnot. First time at home, all Christmas Day then, fucking drunk as a skunk, drinking fucking Bailey's, uh, Bailey's chocolate orange Bailey's too. Absolutely outrageous. Since they started flavouring Bailey's, it's just... It's a different ball game out there these days. Red Velvet Babies, Bailey's fucking pour all over me. Okay, well, there's definitely people moving around on the fucking nuclear bunker strike site video live stream, but doesn't seem to be any tanks or anything moving around there, but we'll keep checking in. Um, Where were we? Oh, yeah, so Christmas Day at home, obviously off the charts christmas dinner at home for the first time in three and a half years sensational chocolate orange baileys drunk as a skunk fucking gets to 11 bell you know 11 p.m getting towards midnight the fucking hour of the wolf and uh 
just us, not like, not gasping, but just like looking forward to a fucking joint. Then eventually mum and dad are like, right, we're going to bed. So it's just like me, two brothers, all the beer that's left in the house. And the one fucking joint that I've managed to cobble together. And obviously packed out, put the remainder of whatever 50 sterling gets you these days, which is not fucking much, let me tell you. Um, into one and then we just ripped that in mum and dad's new hot tub which has its own built-in bluetooth speakers through which we pumped the once upon a time in hollywood soundtrack which i'm just gonna say it now perfect hot tub music didn't know there was such a genre but here we are um, also welcome a uh, very much welcome all their suggestions for the most perfect hot tub playlist of all time maybe we'll create it here on the show maybe i'll start a fucking a, is it a blend you call it now you can blend oh that's with someone else you can blend your tastes together and get a playlist that's you two mixed together that's very dangerous to do with me and not just because you'll get tons of like metal but like my friend who is a metal head did it with me the other day and got a whole bunch of soul and motown that she doesn't have any interest in oh shout out kirsty so uh yeah and then so that joint those tunes hanging out with my fucking brothers for the first time in three and a half years that was as i say situationally perfect great one great joint if there was a buzzer for that it would be going in right here Here's a top recommendation for you. Also, won't spend a ton of time doing this here tonight, but um, to just get back into watching Workaholics, if you watched it before, it's a show with so much rewatch value. Like, it just, there's always an extra face that you never saw one of them pull in the background or just a dumbass line that'll catch you when you're not paying attention. Even just the outright obnoxiousness of the fucking music in it. Like, what would you even call the genre of music that, makes up those interstitials and the things in that show it's like i don't know i'm not even gonna fucking try but it's all just horrendous they're just all dickheads and they're all hilarious oh that's actually one of the things we were going over in the hot tub it was like uh, right let's just fucking decide this right now who's who out of the workaholics i obviously got the stoner so it was just like we just had to decide for the other two but um i'm not even i'm not even sure i think that that could be opened up for debate again um the next time we're all about and drunk and stoned um so there you go uh workaholics get back into it pretty much all gold it's like i love it as a show because towards the end they were quite clearly so bereft of ideas and they're like oh, we have to fill 22 episodes sort of like going backwards in time and like everyone gets a, like a spin-off episode where they're the fucking lead character and it's just like it's wildly fucking hodgepodge together but like there's just something about the fucking charm of those three that'll just sign through it all so don't even stress it workaholics top recommendation great stoner tv if you've seen it about and you're like oh i don't know it looks annoying look trust me it's not get into it get going it's for our generation like if you're like super bad and anchorman like just get fucking involved worry about it after okay so very quickly you took a pause to I was going to turn off the fucking live stream of the nuclear plant getting shelled at uh, because there was no shelling going on. But top suggested video underneath that was from four hours ago from the same account, all in Russian. Same POV as the thumbnail. But uh, it was a 30 minute video. So I'm watching it here now and it's just like it's just black and white fuzzy footage. Very hard to tell what's going on. But there's a lot of lights moving very fast through the sky coming towards the nuclear plant. And it's like, holy fuck. That just seems like a bad idea. 
You know, I'm no international politics expert or like military historian or anything along those lines, but just saying throwing all kinds of heat at a nuclear reactor, read a fucking comic book, pal, you know? All right, what are we doing here? So on a plane home actually, right? So you know there is limited entertainment on on a plane, like but you know, I was able to watch a bunch of workholics. I watched The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one, and I'll say it again. Fun fucking movie. Don't think it should win Oscars or anything, but like, just a fun movie. One of the better superhero movies of recent times. Also, I'm very excited to go see The Batman this weekend. I don't have plans, but I'll make them. Point being, on the plane, you've got a lot of options. You've got a lot of good options. Pulp Fiction was an option also, so come on, mate. Look, what else can we be doing for you here? There was a dude a couple of rows in front of me, or maybe I spotted this when I went to the bathroom. But either way, there was a guy on the plane, and he was watching Honey Girls. And I was just like, check the computer. Because, what the fuck are you doing, pal? 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Three young musicians participate in a talent competition to discover the next great solo artist hosted by a global pop star. Their competitors quickly discover that they are better as a team and form a secret band which becomes a huge hit. Starring Frankie McNellis, Tessa Brooks, Ashanti, Aaliyah Mastin, I don't know who any of these fucking people are. But yeah, it was just like, dude, what? What are you doing? That's a bad look in public. Check the computer. That's it. Not saying we're definitely going to find anything, but better safe than fucking sorry in a case like that there. So, top recommendation there was Workaholics, but also, like, I write these notes over the course of weeks and sometimes fucking months sometimes. So, my top recommendation shows up in here like four times sometimes. So, my top recommendation is Workaholics, but my other top recommendation is to rewatch a movie called Inside Man. Heist movie starring... Uh, Denzel Washington, Jodie Foster, Christopher Plummer, uh, Clive Owen, uh, Willem Dafoe, and they are all fucking slaying it in the movie. Cool direction, just got a lot going for it. Great hangover movie, not a ton of stakes, not a ton of violence or anything. Um, just a cracker of a movie, sold and fucking built on the backs of fucking real solid performances sort of a unique twist on the thing on the on the heist itself which you got to watch the movie to see so um now you'll be watching it if you've never seen it wondering what the twist is Ooh, wrecked it for you um and here i was also thinking i was re-watching uh blood sport van damme on prime movies there because it was free again and um like everyone is so pumped about the kumite but it's just the ufc like we literally have kumite every fucking weekend now full contact martial arts and uh, i was just like wow it's wild how badly that's dated now and terrible also is blood sport shite did i misremember that is it kickboxer that's actually good hmm obviously got a lot of fucking thinking to do on this you know i seem to remember these sort of movies coming on at 9 30 at p.m on RTE 2 a lot and that's where you would get an education and this sort of thing that's where you'd see like fucking Demolition Man um Hard Target is it Hard Target the one where uh no Under Siege where Seagal is the cook yeah so fucking you know good good movies like uh any Irish people 
any Irish lads able to back me up on that, let me know. So, while we're talking movies, I saw this tweet the other day, and I just think it's putting it perfectly. I think Star Wars needs a Casino Royale moment, a full reboot. And it's just like, hmm, do you remember how fucking stupid James Bond movies were in the final um, Pierce Brosnan outing? Like, Pierce Brosnan was served up a queer pile of shit with that script and you know he still does his best obviously it's never it's it's fucking not Pierce Brosnan's fault he's fucking solid in all of those movies the best Bond that there is you know sorry Scottish people but fuck Sean Connery you're blinded you're blinded by nationalism come on now we all know it's Pierce and that's just that he just didn't get the scripts but I just think, like, thinking about how fucking dopey The Rise of Skywalker was, it's like, if we did have a back-to-basics, and with Star Wars, when you say back-to-basics, it's like, what the fuck does that mean? But the scope of the story of a, of a movie would need to be smaller, certainly. And there would need to be... Well, the difference, you see, there was a physicality that Daniel Craig embodied about Bond that was just, like, Holy shit. So in Die Another Day, Pierce Brosnan's driving about an invisible Aston Martin that I believe has Gatling guns in it. And it's just like, okay, all right, yeah, right. And then think about when Craig is fucking beating up the guy in the fucking stairwell in Casino Royale. It's brutal. There's like no sound, no music, no score. And it's like just like raw fucking thudding of fucking fists on meat. Like, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is something that had like actual properly proper violence like was something that had been kind of missing from james bond so if star wars had that and we made a move in the direction of now for me personally this is what i like but you tell me if you don't think it makes sense but a move towards a tighter storyline as i've already said but with spectacularly choreographed lightsaber stuff then i think We'd be all in. I had this thought recently. Why doesn't somebody just make like an old school kung fu movie but with lightsabers? Now I'm no student of kung fu cinema. I watch the ones that I hear Quentin Tarantino mention. But it's a strategy that's been proven pretty effective. And has led me to watch a lot of movies that I've enjoyed. So think about Five Elements Ninjas. Remade with Jedi and Sith. And it's just like. Oh my god. Sign me the fuck up and I just don't think the budget needs to be that huge I think if we can do tight storyline spectacular can the boys that made the raid or something like that do we need a fucking clued in action director working on this I don't know I have a lot of thoughts on the subject but they're all percolating right there but I think that that dude really really nailed that so I'll shout him out he's called Avanaut A-V-A N-A-U-T and he is like a, an action figure photographer and um, he's published um, I believe it's Lego Star Wars Visual Dictionary has tons of his work in it takes pictures of like Lego Star Wars snow troopers and adats in the snow and stuff like that very very talented it's a, something I'm in awe of I think like photography by itself is like obviously one art form but then making these scenes happen with like fucking six inch plastic dudes it's pretty fucking awesome too 
talking Star Wars for a second then, have we all like we all seen Book of Boba Fett because okay, I'll just go ahead and spoil the fuck out of it. Well I don't know, like I don't know if it needs to be spoiled, but just to say it's certainly, right, uh, certainly a weaker show than The Mandalorian. And it's a weaker show because of The Mandalorian. Because it's just like, is the Star Wars universe big enough for two super cool, super slick Mandalorians? So they gave Din Djarin, The Mandalorian, all of Boba Fett's cool traits. The quiet fucking Clint Eastwood man with no name thing. You know, the limited dialogue, the fucking lets his guns do the talking, sort of. You know, it was like Boba Fett was known by reputation in the original Star Wars trilogy. So now this overexposure to him, he gets his arse kicked every week. Because, you know, there have to be stakes. Now, some of the nostalgia tripping was absolutely fantastic. Okay, don't get me wrong. Okay, I don't think I'll do spoilers just in case you haven't seen it. I think we can get away without this. When it's at its best is obviously when we're when we remeet and okay, mild spoiler coming up, three, two, one, when we remeet Din Jaren and pal about with him for a bit. So I think with the glut of Star Wars TV shows that are that are en route in the same timeline. So we are expected to have Mandalorian season three. We're expected to get Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, which by the way, not a book in it. Haven't seen a book once. Where is this book? What's Boba Fett writing in this book? Is it a fiction? Is it a non-fiction? Like, is this his notebook? What's going on? What's the crack with it being about the book of Boba Fett? Um, because there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of reading or anything getting done in the show. But then we're also going to have Ahsoka, which is supposedly going to be in that timeline. Um, is Rangers of the New Republic cancelled? Or are they retooling that without Gina Carano and bringing in Harris and Dulla? from star wars rebels listen i'll fucking nerd out about star wars all goddamn day son did you not understand that when you came in onto this podcast anyway my point being oh almost did it again almost forgot what i was talking about now close the loop d we'll get there let's drive her home with ahsoka mandalorian season three and book of boba fett season two all still to come out all within the same timeline all playing with the same sort of fucking toy box all linked together through Dave Filoni. Um, they could be building to like their version of the Defenders. If that makes sense. And I say that because Netflix's Marvel TV project. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and the unfortunate Iron Fist. Or whatever the fuck that was all about. Um, you know, then all teamed up as the Defenders. And uh, I don't know what fought Sigourney Weaver. I can't fucking remember. Defenders sort of came and went, didn't it? But in Star Wars, with Ahsoka Tano teaming up with Din Djarin and Boba Fett, you could pretty much sign me the fuck up. So, would love to see it, and you'd have to imagine that with the fucking... that one mention of him, that that Thrawn could be the big bad for that. And who wouldn't love to see that? Who Who doesn't want that? Are there Star Wars hardcores out there that don't want to see Thrawn done right on the big screen? I always had Benicio Del Toro casting that role in my head. But then they fucking cast Benicio in fucking... What would, where did he show up? Or oh, The Last Jedi as like a part that didn't even matter. And it's like, brought Benicio into the Star Wars universe to do this. Are you kidding me? It's the same as Marvel. They made him the collector. He does nothing. 
waste. Should have just fucking CGI'd another fucking alien in. But uh, Book of Boba Fett, worth your time. There's still some cool stuff about it. Super cool stuff. Can we do another spoiler? Um, there, three, two, one. There is a Wookiee assassin who has fucking knuckle dusters that have electricity in them. And he's big and black. Yeah, sick. All right, let's see. So... We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about still. I would consider this just the intro of the podcast just over right now. Um, and we still have a bunch of stories to read through. We've got stuff to talk about. And then, as ever, we're going to finish up with the best segment in podcasting, Walloper Watch, which tonight features a fucking extended Gal Gadot simping section. So look forward to that, boys and girls. Okay, I'm going to go for a fucking smoke. I'll be back in a little bit. Yo, yo. Alright, we're back, Punkadelophiles. Got a lot of fucking stuff to get through still this week. Blockbuster. But I wanted to take one second because I just saw the craziest thing on Instagram as I was sitting back down. So I follow this page called Mug Shoddies, which is about girls that get arrested in America. That are like fit girls that get arrested. And I post up their mugshot and the caption is always just what they've done. So it's like, you know, fucking burglary or like uh dui or possession whatever this one they've just posted here today dismembers man's body after drug-fueled sexual intercourse and it's just like yo number one that account take a like number two when's she getting out all right so we've got a bunch of stories here that have obviously caught my attention over the last while let's get these all opened up Let's just do it all at once for a goddamn change so that I don't fucking read all of it also and remember what they're all about so it's like a little mini surprise for me too. Alright, let's rock and roll. My dad attacked cops at the Capitol riot. I turned him in. This guy fucking snitched out his own father. How one 18 year old's decision to turn his father into the FBI tore his family apart. Okay, this is by Vice obviously. On January 5th last year, Guy Reffitt, a member of the Texas 3%ers militia, packed his AR-15 rifle and a Smith & Wesson pistol into his wife's car and set off on a 1,300-mile journey from Wiley, Texas to Washington, D.C. Okay, so here's a man who's clearly not unhinged, okay? He's of sound mind and body, he legally owns guns, and he's going to go and peacefully use them to... Um, make sure that the correct outcome of the election is ensured okay i think we can assume that much the next day armed with the pistol he attended the stop the steal rally in front of the white house then marched with the crowd over to the u.s capitol building where he, where he allegedly charged the police officers with such force that they had to fire projectiles and use pepper spray to hold him back Refit wearing body armour partially covered by a blue jacket and a black motorcycle helmet, was captured on video on a staircase on the west front of the Capitol. He can be seen holding his hand up as a police officer sprays him in the face. Moments later, cameras capture Reffitt, exhausted from battle, flushing out his eyes with a bottle of water. When he returned to Texas, according to prosecutors, he delivered an ominous threat to his son Jackson, 18, and daughter Peyton, 16, about what would happen if they told anyone what he'd done. If you turn me in, you're a traitor, and you know what happens to traitors. You get shot. Traitors get shot. Okay, so... Coming around to the kid's side, not gonna lie. But, like... That's serious. Like, so... 
why even say that though? Like, why not just be like, leave it unsaid, have it hanging in the air that you're a gun-toting lunatic? Why say like, if you turn me in, I'll shoot you? It's just like, what's the? There has to be a word for this in German or something, but it's like. You create what kills you. You've, he spoke it into existence. You know? Like if he hadn't said shit. If he'd have kept his mouth shut. Everyone else would have just known. Okay. We just don't talk about this. Or. You know. Daddy will take the AR-15. And I won't be going to school tomorrow. Like. That's it. So. Let's keep going here. Let's not get lost in the sauce. On 16th of January, federal marshals showed up at Reffitt's house and took him into custody. Now he's set to become the first Capitol rioter to stand trial next month, charged with attacking a Capitol police officer, bringing a weapon onto Capitol grounds and obstructing the process of certifying President Joe Biden's victory. He is also charged with threatening his own children. Jackson had actually tipped off the FBI in December after becoming concerned about his father's increasingly radicalised rhetoric, including claims he was about to do something big. So this guy's a fucking mouthpiece. This is what every revolution fucking doesn't need. <laughs> this is every white supremacist's least favourite member. They're just like, oh god, there's fucking Reffitt's here again. He's fucking brought his guns again. It's just like, yo, we're trying to hear black people on the down low. Can you shut the fuck up? Up. Oh, I bet this guy's a fucking bee, even at Ku Klux Klan's meetings. Like, people just can't fucking help themselves, can they? Run about the house, I'm about to do I'm about to do something big. If you tell anyone, I'll shoot you. Like, this guy was asking for it, no doubt. I was paranoid through the roof for a while because my dad would constantly go to protests and he would constantly bring his guns and constantly get involved in stuff that he shouldn't be in, Jackson told Vice News. And it probably would have gotten worse and worse until someone broke into our house or he killed someone or somebody killed him. <laughs> or somebody killed him is the last thing on the list. <laughs> it's like someone broke into the house, he killed someone or somebody killed him. That's like, there's a fucking implied hierarchy right there. Holy shit. Uh, Jackson discovered his father was at the Capitol when Reffitt began posting pictures from the insurrection to the family chat group. <laughs> Posting all of his pictures from Washington into the family chat and they're writing underneath if any of you squeal on me, I will shoot you. Traitors get shot. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. What a fucking Lula head. A moon man. This is the beauty of podcasting these days. I can just read the news out and it's just hog fucking wild. I like I don't even need to try and make it funny in the slightest, like. Because I'm sure I'm not, but it just... Mind-blowing. Let's go. With the riots still unfolding live on television, Jackson got a call from the FBI, who asked if his father was at the Capitol. Jackson confirmed that he was. So the dude wasn't even back in Texas, and he was already shopped. What a fucking balloon. That's what, Have you seen that movie Imperium with Daniel Radcliffe, where he plays a neo-Nazi? That's the scariest movie I've ever seen, like, because... It's just like, oh god, that's how it will happen. Like, it's just not, it's not the fuck, like, empty vessels make the most noise, you know what I'm saying? And then there are 
go get shit done people that believe in like the great reset or whatever it's called so anyway imperium stellar movie get it watched i loved it but just terrified me because it's just like the first time i ever really in my life sat back and considered like white terrorism because at that stage you know whatever whenever i came across this like years back it was uh you know there was still the fucking anti-islamic agenda being pushed super hard but then we were like oh yeah if america burns down from within you know it's gonna be a bunch of white boys in camo that start that like it's unquestionable at this stage as far as i'm concerned so it's like a fucking area of oregon that this guy just is like grazes all his cows on and he's like he doesn't own the land or anything but it just like has a militia that backs him up nobody's gonna say shit can't do anything about it because it'll cause another fucking wake out it's just hog wild what a country here we go there's still more to this story is there a lot more is a lot of this story left i sort of want to read it all but i sort of know that we're recording a podcast and we'll have to fucking and um, but i have the link and uh, maybe some other week we'll just do that and um something else because there's a hell of a lot there to be read in but like hilarious also, like, what if it just gets on and it's like sort of sore towards the end there? It was, it was scrolling through, it was like uh, talking about the young fella getting a job and all. It's like, oh, I don't give a fuck about how he's doing. Where is the fucking father? Yeah, so look, we will come back to that story, okay? God, how in the name of God am I going to remember that? Somebody text me. Oh no, I'll hear it when I edit this podcast. Okay, sweet. I'll put it in my notes somewhere. Way too stoned to do it now. Also, that vape pen is giving me fucking strep throat or some shit. I feel like I got the black lung pop. Fucking. <sighs> Definitely. Like, people are like, oh, vaping's good for you. It's like, 100% not. Like, there's no way long term this could be good for us. But, like, long may it continue because, like, cinemas and baths just got interesting. Not that I can get in and out of the bath right now because I got hit by a bus, but, you know. A man can dream. <sighs> okay. Here's just one of these headlines that is just like, like they come out of Mexico, ten a penny, and it just like anywhere else, this would be front page news. But it's like you always have to hunt for these stories on The Guardian. Ten bodies left in SUV outside Mexican state governor's office. How would you even get 10 people into an SUV? Like, damn dead. That's some operation, logistically speaking. Bodies of people left in front of palace near Christmas trees showed apparent signs of beating and bruising. An SUV filled with 10 bodies was left outside the office of a Mexican state governor in a publicly lit up square with holiday decorations, officials said on Thursday. The bodies were crammed into a Mazda SUV left before dawn near a Christmas tree in the main plaza in the state capital of Zacatecas. The state governor, David Monreal, said in a video filmed at the plaza that the vehicle contained bodies of people with apparent signs of beating and bruising. They came here. They came to leave them here in front of the palace, he said, referring to his offices in centuries-old building and blah, 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 blah. The state is a key transit point for drugs, especially the powerful synthetic painkiller fentanyl moving north on the U.S. border. There it is. Once dominated by the defunct Zetas cartel, Zacatecas is being fought over by a dizzying number of cartels. Those jockeying for turf include the Sinaloa, Jalisco, Gulf and Northeast cartels, as well as remnants of the Zetas who call themselves Talibans. 
Fucking hell. Uh, um, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador has been unable to significantly reduce homicides in Mexico. There were 31,615 killings in the first 11 months of 2021. Jesus fucking wept. A decline of just 3% from the 32,814 in 2020. Oh boy. Those are big fucking numbers. Christ almighty, it's bananas down there. What the fuck? Can't we all be amigos? All right. Back to Double D Reads the News. I swear that's not the fucking aim of this podcast, but like sometimes these headlines are just out of control. As we here we go one more time. Armed intruder arrested at Windsor Castle as Queen celebrates Christmas. Police say suspect was carrying an offensive weapon and royal family have been informed. Like this wasn't like I didn't hear about this from a whole lot of people, but like where is it? Okay, so here's the key. Look, we don't need to get into all this whole article because he just like got gripped by fucking bouncers. But he was within the was within the grounds. So he was on the grounds of the castle with a used a rope ladder, uh, to scale a metal fence. But here's what it was: the Sunday Mirror said the arrest came after security controllers monitoring CCTV spotted a man carrying what appeared to be a crossbow. So it's just like holy fuck. Dude, imagine on Christmas Day if someone had got the Queen with a crossbow. God fucking damn, we could have all died happy Irishmen there and fucking then, whether we did anything else with our lives. <sighs> Christ almighty, got God on that one. But, you know, they have to be lucky every time. We only have to be lucky once. <laughs> Isn't that what the told Thatcher? All right, here we go. Here's another one of these ones that you just are like, huh? A 10-year-old asked Alexa for a challenge. Its answer, stick metal in a socket. As Alexa's AI continues to grow less rote, the moderation process will grow ever more complex. As if Alexa's general omnipresence, yeah, we'll just read this. Do you hear this? This is wild. Weren't concerning enough, the AI assistant is now apparently telling children to stick coins in open electrical sockets. That's not an exaggeration. When asked for a new challenge to partake in, a 10-year-old girl was reportedly told by Alexa that she should plug a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet. Right, this is the quote. Plug a phone... Right, how does Alexa talk? Plug a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the the exposed prongs. The girl's mother tweeted about the incident Sunday evening. It's a picture of the screenshot from the Alexa activity. So it's in her Alexa history like tell me a challenge to do. So that's obviously the child speaking. Here's something I found on the web. According to ourcommunitynow.com the challenge is simple. Plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. And the one before that is a 20 minute timer. Holy fuck, like what is going on there? Amazon has already responded to the incident with a relatively abstract placation. Customer trust is at the centre of everything we do and Alexa is designed to provide accurate, relevant and helpful information to customers. As soon as we became aware of this error, we took swift action to fix it. It's unclear what they've done to fix it. This article charmingly concludes... As Alexa's algorithms continue to grow more complex, Amazon's job of putting out fires like this one will become increasingly difficult. Quick fixes won't be enough to put this to rest. So it's so this is Amazon putting out fires now. Huh? Killing fucking children. Working class children, I dare say, huh? 
So you have a look at the Twitter again here. Is this lady famous or anything? No, she got 348 followers. She's nobody. Same as myself. She's got a good podcast. All right, let's go. Oh, from the depths of Wikipedia. Right, yeah, so this is a good one. Are you guys following depths of Wikipedia yet? It's fucking great. It's always just great content from, as you can imagine, the depths of Wikipedia. So, like, you never know what the fuck you're going to get. So, this week, it's hobby tunneling. Hobby tunneling is a tunnel construction as a diversion. Usually, hobby tunnelers dig their tunnels by hand using little equipment and can spend up to years or even decades to achieve any degree of completion. The American entomologist Harrison Gray Dyer Jr. constructed a network of tunnels on two occasions with a length of 400 metres, 1300 feet combined. The network had concrete lined walls, steel staircases and electric lighting. Dyer described hobby tunnelling as a kind of exercise for him, saying, Some men play golf. I dig tunnels. Why? On whose permission are you doing? Stop that, like... In 2015, a 10-meter, 33-foot tunnel was discovered in a Toronto park. After a few days of speculations in media, the use as a terrorist hideout being among them, young construction worker, young construction worker Elton McDonald came forward as its builder. Asked for the purpose of his digging, he answered, "Honestly, I loved it so much. I don't know why I loved it." So, like, people are just like losing their minds and building tunnels. What the fuck is like this? Is that far enough to call it? A psychological disorder yet can we get our scientists working on this william burrow schmidt was a u.s miner who spent 32 years drilling a 636 meter 2000 foot tunnel through solid granite 636 meters through solid granite dude andy dufresne didn't have to build a tunnel that fucking big sick reference d that was good when his tunnel was completed he sold his concession to another miner packed his belongings and left Seymour Cray. The American engineer and supercomputer architect Seymour Cray is known to have been a hobby tunneler. Cray built an 8 by 4 foot cedar floored tunnel under his house, explaining that the digging helped him to think about computer designs. While I'm digging in the tunnel, the elves will often come to me with solutions to my problem, he said. Wow, maybe I need to dig a tunnel. In the mid-60s, British civil engineer William Little dug a wine cellar under his Hackney property. Having done so, he said that he had found a taste for the thing and kept on digging for some 40 years. Eventually, several tunnels on multiple levels led in all directions under the property and surrounding grounds, some of them 18.2 metres long. After complaints by neighbours, a power supply interruption and a sinkhole in the pavement, <laughs> the borough had a survey carried out that revealed the extent of the tunnelling. Little was evicted and the tunnels were filled with concrete. <laughs> Good man yourself, William. So there you go. That's a fucking wild one. People are out there doing that. Okay, shit. Should have stayed on Instagram there. Um, because I wanted to see what the fuck is going on with Fred Durst. Has anybody caught wind of any of this? Fred Durst just seemed to fucking lose the plot over the Christmas period there. Deleted pretty much everything off his Instagram except like a an old fucking... Yeah, so it's like a station wagon. So it's all feeding into this thing about dad vibes from the latest album. So what does his bio say now? Making uber important videos fees for those seeking unemployment and supreme success. Don't understand. Don't get it. But yeah, for the first while it was, there's two pictures of station wagons and a like video of a man doing God knows what here. Like, 
dressed as a Viking or something. Fred Durst is losing the fucking plot. What's or some of his more? What's his most recent video? What the fuck does this even? I don't know. Not having sound on this computer is really hampering my enjoyment of this. What's on his story? Him hanging out with some lady in the nineties. Wait, is that him? Is he got a giant beard right now? What the fuck? Weird things are going on with Fred Durst. I'm not a hundred percent certain. Um, what exactly? But I'm telling you, if you're on Instagram. Get fucking on it. Have a look at it. Keep your eye on it because Fred We need you back. Like we need like there's flashes of brilliance on that last Limp Biscuit album. Well it's struggle to call it album, like EP, let's call it. Some fucking things on there were a little bit generous to call them songs, sketches, but not but as I say, flashes of brilliance. Would love to see it back. Alright, what's this about? Oh yeah, so here you go. Here's one for you guys to Google. The Harris List. The Harris List was an annual directory of prostitutes working in Georgian London. Each edition contains entries describing the physical appearance and other details such as age, address and price of over 100 prostitutes. And was published from 1757 to 1795. And it's just like, please tell me that is out there as a PDF somewhere because... What an episode of Punkadelic Podcast that would be. But we'll have a quick look for it. Harris List PDF. Convent Garden Ladies. It filled it out for me. Okay. Oh boy. They have it. Harris's list of Convent, Gard- Convent Garden Ladies or Man of Pleasures calendar for the year 1793, containing the histories and some curious anecdotes of the most celebrated ladies now on the town or in keeping, and also many of their keepers. Right, so we're just right, so they're just like about 50 word descriptions of each of them. We'll just go jump right into the middle of the book here somewhere. Or up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Okay, so we're getting one at random. Okay, so the names are like blurred out. A woman, if she's young and fair, of lovers never need to spur. A very desirable companion, though in the knowing style. She is up to a thing or two and is not to be had by a queer cull. She is of a middle size, inclined to be fat. And maybe said if we draw a kind view of things or argued a posteriori to incline of the luscious. To incline to the luscious. Ooh. La la. She's got any great, great, great granddaughters. <laughs> um, her face is one of those where love seems to have chosen his seat for casting his darts from, especially from her eyes, which from a certain peculiar cast is all life, spirit and fire. Indeed, it seems rather to flame than burn. Her hand and arm are uncommonly neat and her leg, thigh and the domain adjacent remarkably tempting the demean that's the best use of that word i've ever seen (laughs) she drinks but little swears less and has the great attractive recommendation to every woman an apparent modesty (laughs) which if a woman wants the reality is certainly the best substitute for it she is without doubt a most pleasing pupil of pleasure and perfectly competent to the instruction of those who desire to be announced 
students in the mysteries of venus she is about 20 and a single and a single guinea will content her (laughs) this lady's apartments are on the first floor has several city friends and lawyers from gray's inn and the temple jesus christ the night we'll do one more that was great let's just try one more here <laughs> mrs russell number 17 fludger street westminster is a fine plump girl at the age of 28 rather dark hair and eyes she keeps a house and sometimes sports a chariot this lady has been some years in the service in london 28 is some age in prostitute years <laughs> This lady has been some years in the service in London where she was much in vogue with the bucks and bloods of the town who admired her more for her vulgarity than anything else. She being extremely expert at uncommon oaths and at her first commencing a lady of pleasure she threw off all restraint so that her modesty was never offended. Her readiness to reveal all the secrets which the delicate part of the sex think proper to conceal brought her a number of clients among the youth who are fond of beholding that mouth of the devil from whence all corruption issueth. What? There she took her to fleece sufficiently, so that by her economy she was now enabled to keep her country house and receives visits from only few, and has in some degree left off her habit of swearing. This lady is a very good pen woman, and much out of town has a good opportunity of displaying her talents in that line to her lovers. Wow, what? First one was better. I feel like we're ending on a low note there if we leave it there. Try a short one here. Miss Bilford, Titch Street. This child of love looks very well when dressed. She is rather subject to fits, alias counterfeits, very partial to a pantomime player at Covent Garden Theatre. She may be about 19, very genteel, with a beautiful neck and chest, and most elegantly moulded breasts. Her eyes are wonderfully piercing and expressive. She is always lively, merry and cheerful, and in bed she will give you such convincing proofs of her attachment to love's game, that if you leave one guinea behind, you will certainly be tempted to renew your visits. Ooh la la. Let's leave that one there. Christ, I had no idea we were going to actually get into a fucking list of what prostitutes were up to in the fucking 1700s (laughs) all right then is it time for the best segment in podcasting well i think we all know that it is it is time for walloper watch they live in your community get the fuck out they comment on your posts (sighs) their parents feel them fucking disgraceful they are wallopers. Have a fucking word with yourself. Yo, you are welcome to Walloper Watch. It's the part of the show where we start calling out people on their stupid shit that they write online. Now, we're not talking about fucking left-wing zealots that think that there's 400 million pronouns. And we're not talking about racist trolls on the other side of the spectrum. We're looking for some something that's like right in the middle of that spectrum. We're looking for something akin to the background noise of the internet. But we're asking the question then with Walloper Watch, like, does that then honestly need to be going on? Would it not be just so much simpler for these people to never write anything? 
not try and contribute to the conversation because the net result will be the exact same amount gets added to the conversation. You get me? So we're not looking for haters or anything, but we're just trying to find comments that we're just pondering why they exist in the first place. And as always, people that are out here writing back the porn stars, they're, they're allowed to vote. So Wallaby Watch is an important sociological thing. Never think that this is just some base level ha-has for, for ha-has and he-he's. Like, make no mistake, this is hard-hitting fucking journalism. Now, here's a reply to James Gunn on Instagram. James Gunn's talking about Peacemaker, that TV show he's made. Uh, Meet Eagly, the best sidekick in the history of sidekicks, January 13th on HBO Max and other fine streaming services across the globe. And there's a comment underneath it here. So this is before Peacemaker has premiered. And this guy's writing, So long, Sopranos. So long, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Meet the new greatest TV show of all time. And it's got 55 likes. Before it's come out. It was just unnecessary dick sucking. Like, what you, <laughs> you think fucking James Gunn is going to come around and give you fucking hand relief? Booch, will you give me oral pleasure? Uh, get the fuck out. El Cinco. What a fucking terrible comment. He's getting called out underneath it also. But like... Relax, bro. So then I was also seeing on Twitter... Underneath a post about... Classroom temperatures in the Republic of Ireland... Uh, last year. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. That they had problems with the temperatures in the classrooms. But they were plugging in like space heaters and stuff. Whatever. But um, just like there's always one, isn't there? So there's just a guy who just miss, like, misses the point altogether. So this guy's written back to the comment, never use an adapter, potentially dangerous, and always use a registered spark. I mean, your picture on Twitter is of two cows lying down in a field. Why are you writing back to a politician, which is like... Like, obviously, they should just fucking pay for the regular heating and not be plugging in all the electrical heaters in the first place. And this guy's worried that they're not going to use a registered spark. Because this guy read the news? Does he know what the fucking government in the South has been up to? Well, sorry, if I get distracted here, boys and girls, it's also because I have uh, Invasion USA starring Chuck Norris on in the background. Um, never seen it before. It seems to be hyper-dramatic. And uh, I'm actually a little bit upset that I'm not watching it with the sound on right now, but... We can always go back to that, don't worry. Now, here we go. Okay, so this is a progression of comments, a progression of tweets, excuse me, um, in, reply, in reply to a BBC News Northern Ireland journalist. And it's about, uh, yeah, it's like about a murder or a suicide, some horrible death at home. And uh, this is how the comments progress. That image will haunt me forever. God bless her and God bless her family and those children. Very sad. Only 23. Whole life ahead of her. Cruelly taken away from her friends and family. Desperate for the family and loved ones. May she rest in peace. Desperately sad. No words. And then this absolute picture. Sad. Good report from you last night. Take care. 
<laughs> just in all capitals coming in fucking roaring underneath all the fucking sensitive death notices sad good report from you last night take her because it's re- re- the journalist has retweeted her own report about it and uh, so this person is just like but then also it begs the question who watches the report of a death of a young girl and is like fuck me mate this is stellar reporting like i am riveted like i'm sure it was just another run-of-the-mill bbc newsline piece so what the fuck is this comment about leave it out next time you fucking idiot but then it's also it's that young lass emma vordy um the young good looking one from bbc news northern ireland and this looks like we've got maybe a big old butch lesbian so we'll definitely not give out her name because that could be slander or libel whichever one it is when it's not written down anyway moving on what a fucking walloper so yeah again there's always fucking one so somebody was writing on twitter about the differences or the similarities does it even fucking matter why were you writing about it in the first place because like make the comparison but like what good does that do us so they were comparing the avengers and nato so this boy has taken it upon himself to just fucking go off like this where do you hear this full tweet yeah the avengers are pretty shit too they mass murder and wreck entire cities with no consequences or oversight they help no one from the ravages of systemic poverty, injustice and exploitation and play with lives of entire worlds with no support for the people. Like, yeah, fictional cities, you fucking balloon. Fictional versions of real cities. It's not actually happening. I'm sure whatever they were giving off about NATO in the comments there were, and obviously I saved this screen grab in January, so that's a long time ago now, like, Surely there's better and more accurate criticism to be levelled at NATO now. Anyway, so I believe that's what fucking Tim Dillon's been telling me. NATO expansion led to this Ukraine war. Anyway, we're not getting into it on this podcast. Not ever. Don't even worry about it. I will get distracted by it the odd time, but I promise I'll always catch myself before we go deep into it because we need to be coming from a pace of punkadelic positivity. There we go. So, yeah. This guy just, like, this guy hates the Avengers and just couldn't fucking wait for his opportunity to go all in on them on fucking Twitter. And, like, you know, what the fuck can Captain America really do about systemic poverty? Like, he works for S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, like, isn't there a whole bunch of fucking shit about... Aren't some of these themes all broken down in Civil War, like, about who's in charge and what the deal is? And, you know, I think that's fucking unfair, to be honest. Get the hell out of here, pal. Walloper. Uh, okay, so here we've got a nice little section. This is, we've got one, two, three, four, five in a row. Five in a row. Uh, all replies from fucking sad, lonely man to Gal Gadot on Twitter. So you read it, Gal Gadot that plays Wonder Woman in the Snyderverse, of course. Just in case you didn't know that. Um, but here we go. <clears throat> so she's posted something stupid. You know how it be. It was like... Oh, I'm fucking grumpy before I get my morning coffee. <laughs> you know, just like absolute fucking middle-aged wine mum stuff. And now we've got, yeah, so we do hear these responses to it. Like, highly suggest manual brewing your own coffee, ma'am. You can try making Japanese iced coffee using glass dripper or simple cold brew using French press. Hope you have an awesome day. One that is as awesome as yourself. Yuck. 
<laughs> Yuck. What are you doing, bro? Somebody come and get your fucking uncle. He is drunk. <laughs> he tweeting again. Oh, Lord. Uncle Tommy got, got into the drink drinking cabinet. Got on Twitter. Um, okay, here's a great one. It's just how this one starts is just a real peach. Mommy. <laughs> Like let's not let's not let that first word go under the radar here. Like mommy. Oh Jesus Christ. Mommy, I love everything you do. I swear you're a phenomenal actress and model. But my love, if I can notice, so can everyone else in these three picks. I don't mean to sound rude by all means, and I hope you do not take this the wrong way. Your upper two front teeth are showing a lot in very big <laughs> What the fuck is that? This fucking guy on Twitter, Gonzo fucking string of numbers, probably a bot, like, takes it upon himself to criticise Gal Gadot's looks and frame it that way. Frame it that way. Mommy, I love everything you do. And the bulk of, like, that's how it starts. And the bulk of the tweet is your teeth are fucking massive, love. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. What are people doing? This part of the show is so important to call this stuff out. Like, it's a moral obligation that I have at this point. Okay, here we go. This <laughs> one boy writes back to her, but also tags Ben Affleck in DC Comics. Uh, ITV2 today, 6.15pm, UK Digital TV Channel 6. The only way to know how strong dot dot dot. Hashtag DC Comics, hashtag DCEU, hashtag Henry Cavill, hashtag Gal Gadot, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag Ben Affleck, hashtag Zack Snyder, and then a picture of Superman from a comic. It's like, what? So what, are they showing, like, Batman, Superman, or Justice League? Oh, you think that Ben Affleck or Gal Gadot is going to sit down and watch it on ITV2 with fucking adverts, mate? I would imagine they have an old copy of that on Blu-ray kicking about one or two, like. Are you fucking wise? And do you know what it is? None of these are even the best tweets out of this bunch yet, alright? We'll save the best for last. So again, she's there just with a cup of coffee, talking shit, wine mum shit. And uh, so now we've got an Indian guy writing back. I can offer you a coffee. Follow me. Laughing face. Like, Gal Gadot's not going to follow you for coffee. <laughs> what that logic just doesn't track at all pal sorry Raj Deep um, but here's my fucking favourite uh, I love my coffee too and ready for anything also they call me the barista at Universal Studios driver's break room I make the best coffee the drivers and dispatchers all agree I'd love to serve you a cup now if that isn't the very horniest tweet I have ever read, like, they call me the barista in the Universal Studios driver's break room. <laughs> like, that sentence is like, okay, they call him the barista, right? For at Universal Studios. Oh, okay. Blockbuster guy. Like, I mean, that's serious. They probably need a lot of coffee around there. So, uh, you know, and they're big, important, rich people. So. You know, maybe this guy, and it's like, driver's break room. It's like, why would you take us on that roller coaster, mate? Why would you bring us up like that to bring us back down within the same fucking sentence? 
emotional fucking journeys that some authors don't get in the entire books right there that was fucking wild i make the best co i make best coffee the drivers and dispatchers all agree i'd love to serve you a cup right well I'm positive she'll be straight round. That's it. Who could turn down such an invitation? Oh, the barista fucking got in touch with me. I gotta go. Can't believe it. So there we go. There's some real, real horniness in Gal Gadot's replies. I wonder if she ever just read those and have a fucking laugh. Laugh her fucking is really tits off at it. Okay, let's see. Right, yeah, I don't know if this really uh, falls under the banner of Walloper at all, this next one. But I just feel like we should read this out because it's hog wild also so this is from the page damn you need jesus on instagram so that's damn ynj um and it's just like people writing in about the absolutely brutal things that they've been doing so this is just what this says right this was about blank years ago i was in a blank year relationship we had a blank together my then boyfriend and i would fight a lot things would get physical well i got pregnant again one night we got in a fight because he thought I was cheating. At that moment, I wasn't. Which is a fucking great use of brackets right there. At that moment, I wasn't. <laughs> Close brackets. And he flipped me upside down and pushed me down three stairs. I went to the hospital because I started bleeding. The baby was fine. But I got an abortion that same week and I told him I lost the baby because of our fight. He has no idea about the abortion. We eventually broke up. I still don't feel bad. <laughs> now, that is a fucking rip-roaring rampage of revenge right there. And so that was a direct message to the page and the girl did write back. Damn, I'm really sorry you went through that. Nobody deserves that. I don't think I can post this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, but then she goes on to say, no, absolutely post it. So that's not wise okay what do we got here so looks like we're going back to our favorite website reddit to see what people are complaining about today looks like we're going to the cast iron pan subreddit so not sure we've ever read anything out from here on the show but it's just like a pan for people or a reddit for people that love using restoring taking care of cast iron pans um i'll like i'll die on the hill of cast iron pans or the business in the kitchen but like i don't mommy mine at all like i don't do any of the fancy stuff i just like try to do the majority of my cooking with it so it's constantly getting the seasoned as they say if but like i never have any problems really so and you can clean it down with soap and water if it ever gets real bad and then you just give it a quick re-season or you just make bacon in it and then it fucking absorbs a layer of the oil and it's good to go or maybe that's i'm sure there are about 400 motherfuckers in here that would tell you that's just too simple and like would have a great time doing it but anyway on here let me give you some backup so uh in this subreddit sort of tr tradition for people to when they get their cast iron pan re-seasoned or really well seasoned to fry an egg on it and then put a video up of them tilting the pan so it slides across the show like how neat the seasoning is and then so because it's reddit there's always then equal numbers of people complaining about uh this is just full of egg slide videos now and then people being like and then the other 50 percent is just egg slide videos but then here's a fucking here's a whole post about this here's a whole post one guy complaining about the whole fucking situation hey all we know egg posting is a controversial topic get a life number one <laughs> 
Last Friday, I posted about potentially making slidey eggs posts just a Sunday thing, and many people were very receptive to that, due to slidey egg posts typically falling into Rule 3 territory. The mods of Ore Cast Iron removed said post without explaining why, which is quite frustrating given how much support it had. I will repost the text of my original post at the very bottom of this one and would like to ask the mods of this subreddit to reconsider my idea. Mods, if you disagree that's fine, but removing such a well-established post with zero explanation is very discourteous and I would expect the moderators of this subreddit specifically to be better than this. Than that, this isn't a cesspool like or slash politics. I say this all in earnest because I want to help make this subreddit a better place and expect you to do your job in helping with that. If you are unable to do this or at least tell me why you didn't want that post there, grow up and go power trip somewhere else and let someone who cares do the job that you won't. Christ almighty. So there you go, there's someone that's just taking things on the internet far too fucking seriously. Like, what do you think the girlfriend in that house is doing? Here would be my fucking guess, decomposing horror movie setup. So, back to Reddit then. One of our favourite sub-genres of wallopers is the EDC subreddit, Everyday Carry. People who are just walking around with pockets full of weapons and tools for absolutely no reason. So here's one from 32 male dentist. And he's got matching titanium pen folding knife. Okay, EDC classics, right? Fair enough. And a fucking matching titanium fidget toy that he can slide around with in his pockets with like magnets and shit in it but it's like 60 us dollars and made out of fucking titanium so pointless so unnecessary and then like you're a dentist like well you really 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 don't need a knife pal like <laughs> you can't stress that enough if a dentist ever came at me with a knife that will be the last thing he ever did. I would go on pure instinct and just be like, fuck you. You're not putting one more fucking thing in there. I'm putting things in you now. You know, it's like, you think the fucking knob end fidget toy is the worst thing about that photo. But really, why does the dentist have a knife? That's horrifying. The implications are like, you knocked out and he's just like, oh, fuck, these dentist tools aren't really doing the job here. Gets in there with his fucking knife. No thanks. Get away from me, bro. Okay, to close out the first episode recorded in 2022, what else could we do but read through an Emma Beddington article? Like, what, what, what is this, this woman is ever talking about? Like, the Christmas carols thing was crazy. She called one of them, like, a sweaty chest thumper or something. Christmas carols. She's bonkers. She represents an idea of like a middle class posh England that I just choose to believe doesn't really exist. This woman has a fragmented, demented mind and they're just letting her write. They're just letting her fucking blog about it, basically. It's nuts. It baffles me how it's a real thing. But jump in and read. We shall. Here we go. This twelfth night, I'm packing away more than just my Christmas decorations. Banger headline. Yes, comfort and joy is nice. Full stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. But there are some seasonal trappings I am glad to see the back of. Alright, here we go. 
Twelfth night and the following day's epiphany is a time of ancient traditions. The adrenalized juggling of overdrafts, a ritual squabble with my best friend about whether frangipan, store of French epiphany cakes, is tasty or terrible, and the dreary stripping away of any Christmassy remaining bits. Time to take down our favourites, the entirely featureless loo roll tube, a relic of some abortive craft project, the blue papier mache light bulb, origins unknown, the pink plastic owl that sees into your soul, and the inexplicable army of ornamental Scotty dogs, none of them bought by me. My husband will carefully wrap the tangled furry lights around the ancestral copy of Super Pisco Gaunt, a French comic about Scrooge McDuck, okay, right, as he has since time immemorial, and that will be that, fun over. <clears throat> there is, though, something invigorating about it. Sure, comfort and joy is nice, my inner zealot whispers, her shirt rustling, her shirt, what? Smelling of bicarb and white vinegar, but have you seen this nice new broom? There are some seasonal things I am looking forward to putting away along with the decorations, and not all of them will be allowed out of the loft next year. So here we go, we get into her lift of things she's not going to miss about Christmas. <clears throat> not knowing which day it is. Listen, it's time to get a grip. Today is definitely Wednesday, or maybe Thursday, or Friday. I have already missed one recycling collection, which ruined my entire Tuesday, question mark. From now on, I will just accept the verdict of whichever global corporation sold me the expensive device in my hand, even though, yes, it feels like Sunday for the ninth day running. Pre-game LFTs. Obviously, I won't stop taking rapid tests, assuming they are e ever easier to get hold of than a Christmas tickle me elbow than 1996. And there's an... And there's a certain satisfaction to be derived from a whole new swathe of the population getting to experience the, spe the special trepidation formerly associated with taking a pregnancy test. But by this point I need a very good reason to poke another stick at my tonsils rather than staying home and unblocking the sink. I'm so unused to social situations now, it's not as if my open mouth silent stirring adds anything to the party anyway. Yeah, I'm sure before all of this you were the life and soul of every party you went to. Yep. That tracks. Wrapping paper. Oh, God. She's going for wrapping paper? What the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Wrapping paper. Wrapping paper is on the brink of seeming as mad as smoking on restaurants or pouring sewage into the sea. Oh, hang on. We still do that. <laughs> Good one, Emma. You can tell she cracked herself up with that. Look, deploying the fucking tactical brackets so that the, the jokiness is still separated from the serious nature of her article, which is like... A ton of bollocks. What a fucking balloon this woman really is. I hate her. Okay, you gotta understand this. Like, I just... And, like, I, I was really just making fun at the start, but, like, she really is horrendous. Like, she's just awful. Who's this for? What is the... Like, imagine meeting a room full of women that enjoyed this article. Like, what the fuck? I can't even imagine a situation where that would happen. Some sort of situation around, like, a funeral, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, here we go. So, yeah, wrapping paper is on the brink of seeming as mad as smoking in restaurants or pouring sewage into the sea. Okay. You covered gifts in virgin paper. 227,000 miles of it annually in the UK, apparently. Then threw it in the bin. Sure, Grandma. I said I wouldn't wrap this Christmas, but in the end decided to f 
but in the end decided to finish my existing stock, cack-handedly defying geometry and good taste, sausage fingers fighting with the elusive split ends of the sticky tape. The end result was pitiful, and when I took my bag of de-tape non-foil papers to the dump, I was instructed to put it in landfill anyway. Next near its newspaper, the only way my family would see anything I write, or nothing. Wow, well they're very lucky. Another thing she won't regret packing away, food hoarding. A combination of COVID slash Brexit security and seasonal hysteria turned me into a shameful monster last month, not hoarding food for my family, but from them. Having snagged three bags of my favourite Lentil Waves crisps, yes, it's all unbridled decadence, Shea Beddington, I hid them in my sock drawer, I also concealed the fancy olives behind a jar of piccalilli and the only promising clementines in my coat pocket. As I typed that, I remembered the chocolates hidden in my desk drawer, just checked, still there still delicious. I have no idea what is wrong with me. I have never experienced scarcity. I am just a selfish, greedy pig deranged by 20 months of pictures of empty supermarket shelves. Enough. Oh my god, she's so hard done by. She's gone through the pandemic. Wow, I wonder what that's been like. Binging television. I feel confident that a lot of dark, boring hours lie between us and whenever things get less bleak. 2026? Never? Huh? Brackets, brackets joke again, that she loves that technique. So I cannot just go on consuming television as if it were an infinite resource, but it kind of is these days, so like, you know. I need to learn to consume entertainment sustainably. For every fresh episode of something prestigious with Olivia Coleman or the joyfully silly Tina Fey sitcom Girls 5 Eva, oh, of course she likes that, I am committing to five repeats or even, gasp, a conversation. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, dead on. So you're going to stop watching TV. You're better than everyone else, aren't you, Emma? Balloon. That sinking feeling when you hear the Prime Minister is holding a press conference. The clutching dread. The impotence. The fury. The minute most of us see that lectern, we're triggered. I want to take that feeling, wrap it in newspaper, and slide it into the darkest, dampest, most spider-infested corner of the loft. But unlike the beloved loo roll and light tube, light bulb, I'm praying it doesn't come out again. Aw, oh, Emma Bennington is a freelance writer. Adrian Childs is on holiday. So there you go. <laughs> I love how they present that as a binary choice. It's like, it's either Bennington or Childs. Take it or leave it. It's like, I don't know, The Guardian like obviously do good work, but if they think that this is connecting with people, it's like, these are the wrong people. connect with people oh god they're so terrible well anyway look that's it for another punkadelic podcast thanks everybody for listening to the show Uh, just wanted to go back over as well you can now rate podcasts on spotify so if you get a chance to head over there and give us five stars or if you can grab someone else's phone that doesn't listen to the podcast and uh, just go there and rate us five stars on theirs if they leave it lying around unlocked or anything that would be great um more episodes coming don't forget big announcement coming soon we've just hit 1000 plays so this thing as i say as i keep saying is only going to get sillier next episode on the cards although this is always subject to change but on the cards right now is them finally ready to bring you a review of mastodon hushed and grim double album from last year so very excited to do that we'll be breaking it down in tiny detail into like all the little parts of each track you need to listen out for to get the full scope of this. This is a big progressive metal album. Thanks for supporting the show. 
try and get a few ratings in for us if you can if you wanted to share a screen grab of punkadelic podcast on your instagram story that'll be awesome you can always hit us up at punkadelic podcast on instagram at punkadelic podcast and send us ideas for topics anything you want to do along those lines this can be as collaborative as you guys want it to be i don't care i'll still be here making all of my ideas happen if not but just putting it out there that it is an open forum so at punkadelic podcast if you want to get in touch with the show you can also send voice messages through the episode bio which you're obviously seeing if you're listening and you're still listening at this point so other than that we'll leave it there for this week folks peace love punkadelic <laughs>